Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. Dick Taylor has been kind enough to join us again to fellowship about the life study of Genesis. I'd like to welcome Dick back today. Thank you very much, Chris. I'm happy to be back. Dick, today's life study is going to focus on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob somewhat collectively, including many of their failures and weaknesses. Why don't you give us a brief introduction before we join Witness Lee? Uh, It's quite good to see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob together uh, with their natural life, their weaknesses, and how the Lord worked uh, with them together as one corporate person. Uh, With Abraham, uh, we see that he was called by God, and then he was justified, and then he lived a life by faith. And... uh, Ultimately, he lived in fellowship with God. But with Abraham, a big weakness and shortage is that we do not see spiritual maturity. We see an older man who got remarried and had six sons, uh, but we don't see spiritual maturity uh, signified by his living a life in old age as a blessing father. Then we see Isaac. Isaac was really an enjoyer. He was an enjoyer from day one. Isaac did nothing but enjoy. So uh, his strong point was enjoyment, but he needed the aspect of Jacob uh, in maturity, which was a blessing life, uh, because eventually he did bless, but he blesses blindly. Then with Jacob himself, we see somebody who's really been selected and predestinated and called, and uh, also somebody who's passed through a lot of dealings. Because God's purpose is really uh, presented clearly with Jacob in his life. There's so many chapters in Genesis on Jacob showing that God's desire is to really transform sinners into sons, even through many, many dealings. And eventually the goal of sonship is royalty, which is to make us kings so that God could be expressed on this earth through his sons, and God could be represented on this earth through the kings, and he could have the dominion on this earth. Dick, that's very helpful. As I mentioned, we're going to see a lot of these weaknesses, but those are not our goal, our destination. Right. We really want to have those as helps to get us to God's goal. That's correct. Which is his full maturity in life. Let's join Witness Lee with this life study from Genesis. The entire Bible is a whole and complete revelation. The content of this revelation is just God's eternal purpose. As we have pointed out many times, God's eternal purpose is to work himself into a corporate man that he may have a corporate expression in the whole universe. This is the content of the whole Bible. If we are going to understand 
any portion of the Holy Word in a proper way, we always have to keep this item in our understanding. Now, today we come to Genesis 25. Number one, the Bible, not only in Genesis, but also in Romans, tells us clearly when Abraham begat Isaac, Abraham was old, hundred years of age. And by that age, he was unable to beget any child. But listen to this. After Isaac was born, 40 years later, he married again. The first time I read this chapter, I said to myself, surely he would bring no children. Because when he was 100 years, he was old as a dead person, unable to produce. Now he's 140 years, how about it? <laughs> but to my surprise that he begat six sons. And all boys, not one girl. How about this? In this chapter, the Holy Spirit's intention is to show us that Abraham was not a matured person. He was old in his physical life, but he was not matured in the spiritual life. Yes, in this chapter, you do have a verse that tells us he was fully old, but he was not mature. God came in to call a father of the called race with the intention that God would still keep his purpose to work himself into the called race. He didn't get a chance to work himself into the created race the Adamic race. But now he has a chance to work himself into the call race, the Abrahamic race. And he started the work. He called and he did a lot with this person. So many chapters God had been working over and within this person. But when you come to the end of this record, of this called one, what do you get? Could you see here is a person so matured in life, expressing God in every way? I couldn't see such a person. Don't think I am belittling Abraham. I respect him, but according to the record of Genesis, Abraham was not a matured person in the divine life. Dick, in this first portion, we've seen that Abraham was old in his physical life, but not that matured spiritually. This may be difficult to accept for many who have always revered Abraham as the father of faith, and we do honor him in that way. But would you say something about this maturity aspect of his life? 
it's quite revealing uh, when you study Abraham's life at this point to realize that this is true. We would never depreciate Abraham. He is uh, called our father. (laughs) But with his life, you do not see the matter of maturity. You do see an older person humanly, physically, but you don't see a person who has matured. That's why we need these three persons together, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When you put them together, then you see a life of faith, a life of enjoyment, and a life of transformation or a life of maturity. So these three need one another. Abraham was uh, the father of Isaac. But Isaac, we realize, was a child born of grace. This was really God's gift because he was already an old man. And now at 140, Abraham remarries. And not only that, has six more boys. And it's quite interesting. He had Ishmael. Then he had Isaac from God's grace. And now at 140, he's gone back to his flesh in a sense producing six more Ishmaels. So that's why we have to say Abraham is not a picture of spiritual maturity. He was older physically, yes, humanly, but not a picture and a pattern of spiritual maturity. I appreciate your comment. This is not certainly a depreciation of Abraham, but rather unveiling that these three present one corporate experience. Right. We need these three together for one corporate experience. Thank you, Dick. Let's rejoin Witness Lee with more of today's life study. What is the proof of the maturity in life? I tell you, that is the blessing. Not the blessing you receive, but the blessing you pass on to others. When we were young, we always were receiving blessing from others. When we are mature, we have to be all the time passing blessing on to others. Now, in Abraham's life, he was really old, and he died. It is so strange that he didn't bless. Rather, the record is not a record blessing, but a record of remarriage. Do you believe... Remarriage is a sign of maturity in life. Abraham didn't bless. But he had the remarriage. Okay. See, Abraham's life is divided into three sections. I would call the first section Ishmael. Ishmael section. And the second section is Isaac's section. And the third section, Sig's son section. Ishmael was produced by his flesh. Isaac was produced by God's grace. And then how about the six sons? I would put a word, more flesh. This is the purpose of Genesis 25 to show us the maturity of life was not with Abraham. Using New Testament term, there was not much transformation. What is transformation? Transformation 
I would use that word petrification, petrified wood. Everything is wood, but under the flow of the living water, the wood element <laughs> all is carried away, and some heavy minerals have been brought and wrought into the very element of the wood. And this wood becomes a stone.、Right. This is petrification.、Amen. What is transformation? We are just pieces of wood, and the flow of the living water has to carry off all our natural element, and the flow of the living water has to bring in all the divine, heavenly, holy, spiritual, super minerals into our being. Then what we got transformed.、Yeah. You better read Genesis again, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six. See whether in these chapters you have a transformed person. You have a person living in fellowship with God, acting according to God's leading. No doubt about this, but you couldn't see a person there transformed. Rather, you could see a person out of a sudden marry again, exercise the old flesh which was dealt with by God, to bring forth another six more Ishmaels. Was there any transformation? You say it,、no. but don't say, "Oh, for now on we don't like Abraham." <laughs> don't say this. We need him,、yeah. but he is not. A full, complete pattern. Abraham's life need to be perfected by Jacob's life and by Isaac's life. Dick, we have seen quite a bit of progress in the spiritual development of Abraham, but there are still signs that his life, though advanced, as you mentioned earlier, was not transformed. Transformation is a New Testament term, but it's clearly foreshadowed here in Genesis. Tell us more about transformation and how it relates to maturity in Christian life. Transformation is a tremendous word, but much misunderstood. Many hear the word transformation and just think of it mainly as a kind of outward change in behavior. No, this is not the correct understanding. The Bible makes it very clear that transformation is an inward metabolic change of life. It's quite interesting. Brother Lee uses this term petrification, being petrified, such as with petrified wood.、And、what is petrified wood? It's just、uh, a piece of wood has、uh, fallen into a flowing stream of water. And over a period of time, the rich, solid elements within that water flow into that piece of wood, carrying away and washing away just the natural elements of the wood, and eventually adding the solid, heavy, weighty minerals and elements within that water, eventually to make it even stone. It still has the appearance of wood, but it has the weight. It's weighty. Transformation 
uh, really is our experience of day by day remaining in the heavenly, weighty, flowing of the divine life of Christ, who today is the wonderful spirit within us. As we remain in this flowing, then eventually all the natural elements of our humanity are carried away, and what's divine, what's heavenly, what's holy, what's Christ gets added to us so that we become a transformed person. Thus, the Bible says we become like stone for God's building to fulfill God's eternal purpose. That uh, picture of petrification really makes it graphically clear, doesn't it, Dick, this matter of transformation? Absolutely. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. Now we come to the completion. Abraham was good, but not complete. Abraham needs the completion. Abraham needs Isaac, Jacob, both. Abraham never blessed. Isaac blessed blindly. And eventually, listen to this, at the end of Genesis, here is a person. He did nothing but blessing. When Jacob became mature, wherever he went, whosoever he met, he did nothing but blessing. Joseph brought him to Pharaoh. Pharaoh didn't say anything, and he didn't say anything. He said, blessed Pharaoh. Then after his talk with Pharaoh, he didn't say goodbye, see you. No, he blessed. When he saw Pharaoh, he blessed. When he left Pharaoh, he blessed again. How Jacob, wherever he went, blessed. Whomever he met, blessed. Because he was mature. He didn't have the feeling that he needed to do anything for anyone. His burden when he became mature was just to bless. My, in the Bible, there had never been another blessing which is so full. He blessed all his 12 sons. And all his blessings regarding the 12 sons became the basic prophecy of the whole Bible. Today, people talking about the prophecy. If you are going to know the prophecy of the Bible, you have to go back to the foundation. The basic element of the Bible prophecy is the blessing. Jacob rendered to his twelve sons. Full of the divine revelation. Why? Because by that time, there was on earth a person fully matured in the divine life. He was born a Jacob, but he was transformed to be the Israel. He was born a supplanter, a heel holder, but he was transformed to be the prince of God. He was so clear. So clear, so full of life. When you are clear and full of life, I tell you, you have nothing to do but to bless. He blessed. He blessed everybody who came to him. Pharaoh, 
All the twelve sons he blessed one by one in a clear view with the fullness of God's blessing. I tell you, this is maturity. Could you see this? Whatever Israel blessed, that was the prediction of the future concerning God's economy with all his children. So you see, in chapters 49 and 50, Israel was a real expression of God. Not only created by God in God's image, but transformed with God into God's expression. My, the whole book of Genesis is just a miniature of the complete revelation of the whole Bible. I tell you, the transformed Israel was a miniature of the new Jerusalem. Amen. You have to realize at the end of Genesis, you have a transformed person. Transparent, clear, full of life. This is the seed of the new Jerusalem. At the beginning of Genesis. You have a created person in God's image. But at the end of Genesis, you have a transformed person. Not only in God's image, he is the expression. Because God has wrought himself into his being. Dick, it is wonderful to see a miniature of the whole revelation of the Bible here in Genesis. What does it mean that Jacob was a completion to Abraham? And I have another question. How can we grow in Christ to become mature, such as Israel? Well, Chris, Jacob was a completion to Abraham in the sense that with Abraham, we do not see maturity in the spiritual life. But we do see maturity with Jacob. Abraham's life ended with remarriage and six children. Jacob's life ended with blessing. We see maturity, we see transformation, and just blessing everywhere. What does God want to do anyway? He wants to bless humanity with himself. So you need to put Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob together to have a complete pattern. Abraham clearly needs Isaac and Jacob to be perfected, to be a perfected pattern. Otherwise, we don't see the proper pattern just with Abraham alone. How can we grow in Christ to become mature uh, like Israel, Israel, which is uh, Jacob in maturity and transformation? Number one is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. Every day we would allow him to be our first and our best love. And we would open up our being, exercise the depth of our being to feed on him as the tree of life so that we could grow, so that what's natural could be washed away, what is divine could be added. We could enter into the heavenly petrification and we could participate in God's transformation. And also we should stay right in the middle of the field, make sure that we're with the brothers and sisters in the Lord's testimony. Don't stay on the edge next to the world but rather give the Lord all the ground. Stay with those who pursue the Lord with all their heart. Then we can grow in him, become mature, be 
transformed, become good for God's building by being stones so that he could have his eternal purpose fulfilled. That is a very hopeful word. Not that our way is to try harder, but to stay in this enjoyment of this wonderful flow of life. That's right. Let's stay there. Very enjoyable fellowship. Thanks again, Dick. You're welcome, Chris. You have been listening to The Life Study of Genesis with Witness Lee. If you would like more information about this program, then please call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or write to Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. You can also send us email at radio at lsm.org. For a free download of this program, or to find more information, visit us online at lsm.org. If you've enjoyed what you've heard from this Life Study of Genesis, then we encourage you to freely distribute this program. It's available in MP3 format. Again, it can be downloaded from lsm.org free of charge.